Greetings, friends! Welcome back to another thrilling, murderous episode of the film Alchemist Podcast, the show where we take the movies we love, break them apart, to find out what gives them their magic. I'm your host, Jess Griffey, joined as always by my friend, co-host, and just weak swimmer, <laughs> Alex Dandino. <laughs> All right, before today's mysterious episode of the oh, Film Alchemist Jesus. podcast, a little bit of business. People, we are on Patreon. That's right, patreon.com slash filmalchemistpod. It's the best way to help the show. It's the best way to help us help you get the show that you deserve for as little True. as a dollar a month, and we assure you every dollar helps out a lot. You get in, meet the community, see what we're working on, vote on some Patreon exclusives, access to the Patreon library, all that good stuff, right? As you climb the tier rank system, uh, the Highlander tier rank system, you can uh, start to help us program the movies, get some miniseries, commentaries, all kinds of awesome stuff, even picking your own double feature that we will talk about in said exclusive library. We work really hard, guys, to try to give you a bunch of content. And even on Patreon, we try to work really hard to make sure that it's worth your time and money. We're always listening to everyone, trying to make it as optimized as we can. Um, so again, that's patreon.com slash podcast. If you can, we would definitely appreciate the support. For those of you who already support us, thank you so, so much. We love you. All right. Make sure you go to Film Alchemist, uh, the YouTube channel. Subscribe there. Get a get a little looks in. Get some stuff in your papers over there. You like that. You like that. Your little papers will thank you later. Uh, make sure you leave rating. Oh. Don't give us that face. For those of you on YouTube, you can see Alex oh. was just enamored with what I was saying. Uh, <laughs> make sure you leave us a rating and review wherever and everywhere you find the podcast five star a couple sentences about why you dig hanging out with us uh will help us defeat the algorithmic principle that be holding us down make sure you email the show filmalchemistpod at gmail.com or reach out to us on all the social media you're on if you want to chit chat talk comments whatever we're easy to get a hold of and we love to hear from you <laughs> All right, the pod done it. The pod done did it, guys. We, we did it. We did the crime. You know we did the crime. Now we're all but sitting there. But are we going to do the time? Yeah, That's we're all simmering. Question. We're stewing. We're getting tense about how we're going to get away with the crime. That's the yep. curation this month. Yep. So yep. you saw Shadevil. You saw uh, <laughs> Thurbreds. Now, wait, Le Les let, Diobliques. Let me unsheath my <laughs> cigarette from its own yeah. holder. No filter sig, obviously, right? The kind that gets the little stuff in your mouth. Yeah. The yeah, French don't le, call them le, darts because, you know, they like to call it. Yeah. Les diobliques. Les diobliques. Translated, the dead. Um, so this is a movie I found in film school. Fucking loved this movie, right? This was that kind of golden age of I, I knew I was going to film school. I had to, you know, start brushing up on world cinema older cinema right the yep. classics yep, yep. you know when you're younger you kind of watch a lot of the stuff that's easily accessible now i had to expand and this was a part of that first onslaught into uh the world of french cinema for me and i fucking love this movie right this is a, a tense thriller wonderfully shot that the black and white movies from these early eras just are so beautiful to my mind uh, couldn't get enough of it, right? But this is a real classic tale of a man who's just so fucking miserable and hated that his side piece and his wife are like, you know what? We should go on a buddy road trip and fuck this guy up. 
And it's just a wild <laughs> ride from there. Imagine being so hated that your side piece and wife become best friends and the only thing they do is talk about how you need yeah. to die. That's least your bleaks. So, Alex, opening thoughts on this French movie translates into the devils. <laughs> I guess uh, the devils yeah. are the kids, the women, the husband. I don't know. I'm assuming it's the children. <laughs> I'm assuming it's that little shit who breaks the windows. A little um, slingshot fucker, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I also, uh, this one was, um, uh, yeah, I got this one. I didn't watch it in any of the classes, but I, I rented it on my own from the school library. We had a great like film library at we San really Diego did. State and Ball State. Uh, oh, yeah, you're talking about that trader school. I was talking about our chirp, 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 chirp. Uh, you ever have I, a ball jar? Like, Better than anything San Diego State has. Boom, roasted. It's true. Except for cocaine. That, that was something that was really big when I was there. <laughs> Um, you'd be surprised. You would be surprised. <laughs> yeah, um, this one I rented not at the. This wasn't from the ball, the Ball State Library. This one I got from the film library at San Diego State. It was good, but it was that was the same thing. Like it was one of those. Oh, I got to start like watching more like foreign films. I remember because we had watched, uh, we'd watched the French Beauty and the Beast, and I was like, Oh yeah, oh shit, dude, like love that one. Why am I not watching more foreign films? So I literally just like. Went and like rented a bunch of them. One of them was a uh, Lady Oblique because I think a scene from this movie wound up on uh, Bravo used to do this awesome countdown, like a hundred scariest horror movie moments yep. and shit. Yeah, one of the scenes from this movie was on there. I don't remember which one because I'm guessing just... it's the end when he has the world's most preposterously large contact lenses. <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming it's the contact lens scene where he was like, "Good." God damn it. Yeah. The part where the detective is literally like, this is my way out of retirement to sacrifice this poor lady's heart to the grave. Yeah. Neither here nor there. We'll get there. We'll get to that. But um, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's just awesome. Like, I mean, Fucking it's great, man. From like, and I remember the beginning of this for some reason, be, specifically the beginning of this movie, because it's so blase and weird. Like it starts with that shot like the um credit shot is over the um the yeah. lake that they dump the guy in yeah then, it's like, like the pot but not even that it's just these kids and like singing a song right like a choral yeah. song and then just the organist is like i'm fuck like this was like the first rammstein song <laughs> like the organ is so fucking mean and aggressive yeah, it's intense <laughs> and then it cuts to just like and then it's just like this really weird <laughs> I think because it precipitates like such a bizarre setup, like just following a truck into town was like, I'm like, this is the weirdest like act in for a movie like this, because then you're like, Oh shit. This fucking dude is like in front of his wife two timing her. And they're like, Oh, okay. but we're friends. It's fine. So this is specifically something I had forgotten. This is deeply French. That the, the wife, Who's a teacher who's got all the money to pay for the school? The, the Venezuelan this guy the rich who Venezuelan pro, wife. Yeah. Married a pro tennis player who seeming only export in the movie are backhands and dick to everyone, not his wife. Yeah. And he's just a huge piece of shit. The the mistress also teaches there. Right. They're fucking friends that talk about it. Right? The other people talk about it. The kids fucking talk about it. Right. It's Everybody insane. knows what's going on. Now, okay, now before we go I, any I further, I forgot that that was a part of the film. Totally now, fucking forgot. I thought they were just buddies, 
And she's like, you got to leave that man. And then he died. And all of a sudden they're like, well, now we got to handle this. I didn't right. realize the fucking triangular uh, mode of this until the now, rewatch. Before we go any further. Yeah. I want to put this out there. Griffey yeah. and I have always labored under the assumption that no one finds us necessarily attractive except for our wives. Disagree. Shut up. Either way. Uh, <laughs> I labor under the crushing burden of knowing how many women need to fill their eye. And men. Just stop. I would stop. love to get sexual compliments from anyone on earth. Yeah. Let Either me way. ask you a question real quick. This is something me and Amy have been fighting about. Uh, I don't remember what, but I was we're walking somewhere and I was mad because I was like, like, what are these? These people like, I'm hotter than them. Why aren't they like fucking checking me out? Give me eyeballs. I like the food court, right? I'm eating like a fucking 18 inch long buffalo chicken sandwich just dripping in grease. Right, like, why is no one ogling me? <laughs> Amy's like, why do you need them to, right? My own wife, this fucking Judas. And I just, <laughs> I told her, I was like, I want everyone on earth to at least have a moment where they go, eh, like maybe they would want to fuck me. Shit. Not like I want to run around. That's like a very busy schedule, a physically exerting schedule. Right. I want everyone to want to fuck me, though. And she said that was insane. I'm like, I thought everyone thought that way. That everyone wanted to fuck you or that everybody wants no, someone that to fuck everyone you? Everyone wants everyone to find them attractive enough to fuck. No, you're the only one who what? thinks that. You're telling me you're like, oh, thank God that girl over there is judging me as like, an obese non-starter. We'll see. I mean, like you're talking to someone who generally hates the public. So like for me personally, that's not a thing. You don't have hate can lead to great intimacy. Yeah. But I don't want to deal with most of those people. So like, you know, other than our lovely patrons, <laughs> I hate that I am on an Island and no one else has agreed okay. with me yet. Either way, before you derailed what I was about to say, <laughs> fair enough. We've, Oh, Griffey and I, we don't think we're... Either way, Griffey apparently Alex thinks he's fucking Brad Pitt. Alex labors under the burden. That he Griffey he's apparently thinks he's Brad Pitt and Bullet Train. I assume I'm not. Um, I look like the Bullet Train that Brad Pitt could ride. Right. So here's, here's like the equation we need to figure out here before we go any further in the movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. The wife. Beautiful yeah. Venezuelan woman yep. who's a teacher. A molder yeah. of minds. Mistress tall blonde lady who's like progenitor for looks like, like a wish.com brigitte nielsen yeah i was gonna say like progenitor for brigitte nielsen like when brigitte nielsen wasn't like you know fucked up yeah michelle the husband mm. pretty much imagine like just imagine like when someone says that frenchman over there and but it's like a background <laughs> extra that's michelle in this movie <laughs> Can like, I get a police sketch of just a French guy? A French guy. Like, and then just and not make like, him way too mean and aggressive. Yeah. And not like, it, like, it's not even like, oh, can I get a police sketch of like a moderate looking French guy? It's literally like, can I get a police sketch of a French guy? Yeah. Boom. Now, let's. The algebra required to figure out how this guy is with two women at once is very simple. And Griffin and I talked about this before the show, and I think we can both agree. This guy just must have fucking a uh, twelve foot rope in his pants. There's absolutely no other explanation for it, in my opinion. Right, and I well, except for the wife, right? Like this is like classic scumbag guy thing, right? Is you the get into the one is lovely. I'm not disagreeing. I'm saying he found one woman. And he put all of his like physical talents and charm into tricking her. Now he's got. This is one of the most nefarious scenes in the movie to me, right? So she. 
she runs away to the town for a little holiday and she's like, I want a divorce. I'm going to keep the school right, as part right, of my yep. dowry, right? All she wants is the school to help keeping kids. And he comes in, he fucking struts in. He's like, I could have been rich. I could have been this. I had connections with your money and my connections, which really means with you doing your money and your connections. Yes. And me out playing tennis and fucking, you know, banging other dudes wives. Banging out Brigitte Nielsen. And he's like, we're poor. We should have been rich. All based on our money. You're like, so he just snagged this lady to fucking prop up him and his existence. And he's like, once I got the bag. I'm going to use her fucking Catholic guilt against her and just right. fuck my way through Europe. Like, what a piece of shit. Yeah, no. I mean, like, I oh, don't think not that's... Not only that, casually, they just fucking drop in. A, he also sexually assaults his wife in the fucking cafeteria of the school. Dude, it is a Which very... I totally had forgotten. Yeah, I, uh... I'll be honest. I did not remember this at all. No, he's and, like, oh, it's like another honeymoon. And she just goes, no, no, ah! And they cut and just we don't address it's it again. Fucked up, dude. That yeah. I, that one I had forgotten about completely, and I was yeah. I was actually kind of shocked. I was like, "Holy shit!" I remembered like, the hitting, right? The hitting I stuff. Had I totally fucking I had forgotten. Completely that. forgot about the other part. Like, yeah. this is also like this is 1955, man. Like, it's fucked, man. It is not not. It is very gross. Yeah. Um. Actually, and then the scene that precedes it, where uh, they're all having, they're all ha- eating in the room, or they're all eating like with like the kids, like it's boarding school, so everyone's eat- having dinner together. The like swallow it thing, holy shit! Like that's again, like you're just watching. You're like, the abuse this woman is taking is absurd. Also, just the fucking, the the complete void of humanity in this fucking scumbag. Yeah, because when he walks in, right, the first thing we see are the two guys are making fun, like, "Man, the mistress consoling the wife." That's weird. Right. It's like, all right, back up, you fucking old square. Back up, you little dick. But then that guy just walks in and he starts like kissing both of them, like, "What are you two doing together?" They're like fucking taking kisses and being like, "Fuck you, get out of here." This guy just never fucking pumps the brakes. Right. He's just a horrible sack of shit the entire fucking film. Whole time, just really doubling down. It's fucking brutal right so essentially the setup is yeah so these two have this weird like very long road trip to their their place right like you know oh it's a deadly sin to to murder right i don't want to do it wait 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 whatever right there is this this moment right that i really love in this film because they're kind of talking she has cold feet for almost the entire because that's the other thing the first act of this movie is an hour long which i had forgotten right yeah it takes a long fucking time to get there. It takes, a, it takes a hot minute. And she's waffling, right? She's like, you know, you can wish someone dead. That's not killing. You yeah. probably wish me dead. No, no, your husband wished you dead, blah, blah, blah. Right. So you can see that they're like, she's trying to bolster this, right? The mistress is trying to, like, make this happen. So when she gets in there and the guy fucking storms in, he's being a fucking piece of shit, she's kind of holding her ground. She's like, I want, I want this, I want this, whatever. She gets him to stay in the room. When he goes to take the poison drink, she fucking knocks it out of his hand. She does this thing where she just goes, you cannot lie to me right now. You've hurt me a lot. You might not have even realized it. You cannot lie now. And as he goes to take a drink of the fucking poison whiskey, she knocks it off. And he's like, ah, my fucking cold suit. And just starts fucking beating her about the head. Yeah. And then she fucking, oh, you want a refill? Then she starts fucking pouring slugs. Yeah. 
But this yes. whole scene, walk me through this scene. Because also the, the filming of this scene is brilliant. I love the way when we first see her, he's kind of there. And, like, we're only seeing her through the mirror, right? Right. So, like, we're not seeing her truly. We don't know which version of her she's going to present, right? As we're seeing right. this reflected surface. Walk me through this moment in the film where she tries to give this fucker the out. And then we see the rock hard resolve. Right. Is she I mean, to me, that's... Slugs. I mean, to me, that's what it is. Like, it's like that um, call to adventure thing. Like in the like in the in the high in the story in the story arc, this is like the last thing. It's it's the thing that's supposed to pull your hero back from doing the thing that they end up doing. Yeah, but in like the worst way possible. Like to me, that's what makes this so like <laughs> this is fascinating. Double down because again, the movies we're watching this month, like like Shadevil and uh, Thoroughbreds, like you are. Thoroughbred's less so. She Devil, you're like really rooting for, you're really rooting for Roseanne the entire movie. I mean, this Thoroughbreds, one, yeah, you're still like they're cooler than the guy. Like it's fine. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, it's okay. It's it's it's, it's acceptable to murder him because he's a nuisance. But like this one, the whole time, like from the top, you're just like, God, fucking kill this guy. Like who could yeah. be sympathetic to this person? What what I like about this scene in particular though, right, is not asking us to have sympathy for walking sentient anal wart, right? That is yeah. her husband. What they're asking us is to have empathy with this poor fucking right. abused and broken well, woman. As she calls her, I'm pretty little ruins, right? That's what he calls her. They're saying, do you not feel so bad for her that right. it's gotten to this point where she's, even contemplating this act. right well like it what are the it's not that it's not this empathy actually i would say it's the opposite it's not empathy for the wife like you want her to do it like that's what i think is really fascinating about this you movie want is, the you want the side piece to do it because she seems like really into it i honestly didn't want her to have to do it i, I mean did I want to see the husband die a horrible death? That's what, sure. No, see, like for me, sure. I wanted this woman to have revenge. Like that was like the that was like this really great spirit of the moment too. Is like she's still human. Like I think this is like a really important right. thing about this movie is like giving this, giving him, giving him the out. Her giving him the out, and trying to put it out there and be like, I'm giving you a chance here. Like there are right. two and twice. Giving him a chance. Yeah. I think that's a really important thing not to like, it has nothing to do with like empathizing with her. What it has to do with is that twice he rebuffed it. Like he does not want, he does not want to be saved whether like subconsciously or not, but also she deep down, she deep down knows like what she deep down knows it's wrong, but because, but he, again, like, he doubled down on being shitty. So it's like, all right, let's do it. He is so broken her, though, right? Because there's that moment where they make the call to, for her to tell the divorce, right? Right. She fucking backs away from the phone. Like, she's scared because he's in that phone. Yeah. 12 hours away. She says her piece, right? And the other girl's like, it's just a phone. See, it doesn't hit you. And it's like, damn, back up, side piece. What the fuck? Like, can yeah. we pump the brakes here? Person who doesn't have any skin in the game. They have a weird relationship, but <laughs> horrible. Talk about people you want to see have a horrible death by the end of the movie. Neither here yes. nor there. But she says after that, right? Because she's like, I can't do it. I can't do it. The fucking side piece is going in on her. And then all of a sudden she just goes, you know, my only regret is that he won't know that I did it to him. 
And you see like this little rage boil through, but you see this loss of her in those moments, right? We want her to be able to maintain, I am the noble school teacher facade. For sure. But we know this man is just going to keep taking from her. I'll tell you what fucked me up today, though, was just watching the physical layout of this assault. Because, so the the alcohol is not fucking poisoned. No. Spoiler alert from this movie from 1951 that we put in the title we're talking about. Yeah, sorry. By the way. Um, <laughs> it's not poisoned. So here are a couple things that happened that really fucking blew my mind. She keeps taking care of him as he's pretending to be poisoned. Yeah. So as he's going down, he goes, I don't want to sleep. I don't want to sleep. He starts like freaking out to see if he can draw empathy from her as he already knows they are in the fucking beginning of this bobsled to insurance fraud. How about when they dump him in the tub? Yeah. Why does he open his eyes and look at her again? I mean, to me, this is to me. This is so much more sadistic than I remember. To me, from this point on, it's like fully to fuck with her like that to me is like just one of those things you're like i am just gonna make you like here's this it's like that indignant thing you do when you don't think you've done anything wrong this, i yeah. i don't know if you've ever like you i mean you know hunter and logan i mean like yeah. when you have a kid who does stuff like that we're like what 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 did i do like it's not a big deal it's like that's like how it feels and so like to it's me so that pointed is pointed and vicious though yeah and well, that's the thing is like it's just like that too. Like when like, your kid the, tries to cram a toy in his brother's butthole, and he's just like, "What? We're playing scuba diver and yeah. cave." You're like, "I can follow that logic. Yeah. It's horrifying <laughs> and wrong." What you're but doing like, is not a good I idea. Understand. But I understand. This is so fucking mean. This is yeah, like this is to fuck with someone. And I mean, but what I was getting at is, it's the idea that maybe it's the idea that you're right because this like. In Michelle's fucked up logic, you're right to fuck with this person because, oh, well, she wants a divorce and she's taking all your money. Like, there's this, like, like this all her money. Yeah. (laughs) There's all this, there's like this false victimhood that you can put on yourself. Because, like, by the end of the movie, when, you know, shit goes down, you're like, this guy really is like not just an unnerving piece of shit, but also like this completely fake victim of like, Oh, finally, I'm out of this loveless marriage, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's a stupid, stupid, stupid thing to do. But that's, like, to me, what him staring at her as, like, he's going under the water, like, dude, you're just, like, that to me is one of those, like, you're just laying it on thick, man. Can you be an adult about this? Well, uh, on the surface, it's it's his attempt to lay the fucking beginnings of the ghost story ruse. Sure. Right? I don't want to sleep is a pretty good foreshadowing to what comes once they get back to the school. Right, right. Uh, him opening the eyes again in the tub. Like, I was like, you really laid this, like, fucking yeah, really, script out. Really laying it on. But that's the thing. It's like, you could have just as easily done this without those little extra bits of torture. Yeah. He is so reveling in this. And when she comes into the bathtub to put the fucking statue on him and this and that, mm-hmm. the side piece is also reveling in this. It's she pretty wants nasty. this lady to feel extra pain and misery there is like just this level of like insane cruelty like i think that's the part that always unnerves me and like because to me this movie is not traditionally scary i guess for me like what makes this movie scary is that 
Like, especially once you get to the end, you realize, like, man, yeah. what's terrifying is how fucking awful these people are. Here's the like, scary thing for adults is, like, you're willing to throw it all in and commit murder for a guy like Michelle? Michelle? Like, yeah. that's fucking wild. Because this is the thing, right? Like, this guy's just going to cheat and murder his wife? How many... What's your shelf life before he gets the new Wish.com uh, Brigitte Nielsen? Yeah, and this fucking- side piece... <laughs> yeah, this this Brigitte Nielsen side piece, you're just like, come on, do you really think you're the last... Do you really think that's hey, the last one he's going to do the, that to? These are just the facts of the game, right? When you're the side piece, you may blossom into a partner... But then you are also becoming the garden bed from which other yeah. side pieces. You're one thousand percent gonna get got. That's Come how on. this fucking goes, man. Like think this through. But she's just willing, man. She's and this kind of shows you that power. But that's kind of the scary thing for me as an adult. Is like there are just people that are so fucking miserable in their marriages and lives that like this kind of shit becomes normal. And again, watching this poor little lady. When she just goes the, uh, you know, we're monsters and I don't like monsters. There's only one outcome for us. It's fucking sad. I will admit, I knew there was a twist ending. I didn't remember what it was for the life of me. Yeah. In my brain, I thought I, I was writing a story today. Where I was like, oh, I bet she's the one f- pretending she has a weak heart. She stole the body to drive the side piece nuts. She gets her revenge on both. Right. And that was a really satisfying way to watch the movie. Yeah. Cause then as That's I'm like watching a... her go around, I'm like, ah, these moments of weakness, yeah. right? Where she's drawing the blonde in, she's now weaponizing that against her. And I liked it. And then when yeah. the end hit, I was a little bummed out, I, but neither here nor there. I had forgotten. I'd forgotten how it went down. I knew that, but like, I think this is the, I remember the first time I watched this, I, I took it back to the fucking I took it back to the fucking film library at school and I was just like that was fucking bleak. Can I watch Badlands now? Like that's that was like, Dio that- bleak. <laughs> well done. We've had a lot of fun on the we've had a lot of fun on the pun game today with Dio bleaks. Um but yeah, like I remember that ending being like Jesus Christ, for real? Like this is the saddest way to fucking go. Like we have a lot to dissect in the ending. Uh, yeah, but like it's just one of those that, things where you're like Jesus moment, right? Yeah. Okay, so they they take him back in a trunk. A drunk guy gets in the cab. Uh, the corpse is Dio bleaking in the back of the van. They got to run. Neither <laughs> right. here nor there. They drop him in the pool. Right. This is yep. supposed to be the setup. Drop him in the pool. The kids will discover him the next day. The blonde even does the, oh, I'll throw my car keys in the fucking pool so the kid can die face first into the dead philanderer. (laughs) Which I was like, what a fucking move. Like, just a shitty teacher brain move. A lot of power moves in this one. Walk me through, because this is the iconic moment of the movie, right? This, them, the kids playing near, the kids being taught near. Them watching through the window, trying to teach lessons, fading in and out, as they watch this black, muck-covered surface. Right. Right? The way they shoot this is brilliant, right? It, like, looms large behind them as if it's the blob coming to get them. Yeah. Because we all know what's under that surface, right? Right. It's a brilliant, brilliant moment. So walk me through this as kind of the, the fulcrum into Act 2, right? This body in the pool ticking time bomb. Right. Well, I mean... Again, like this movie, this movie does a good job of subverting like literally every expectation. Even in 1955, 
there's a lot of like the the twists don't stop. So like the impact of dread going into that scene and like the way it's shot where it just it just draws it out. Like I think that's the part that is so fascinating and that's the thing that I I really like saw throughout the movie was just like the drawn out not impending dread but the drawn out like takes feel like everything feels so long and yet somehow it's not not in a bad way either but yet somehow is still like it's still filled with like dread this ominous feeling the entire time not just this scene that really does like yeah lights lights the spark we know that there's a giant boot hanging over our head yeah in every entire movie yeah (laughs) yeah it's it's tense it gets to that point right where i was talking to one of my buddies when he just started watching Breaking Bad and he's like, yeah, I can watch like maybe two at a time. And then like I get heart palpitations. I feel like my whole real life is in trouble and I have to turn it out because it stresses me out. Right. There is just something about being like, how the fuck are these ladies going to get away with this? Is this nice lady going to jail? Like what's happening right. and sitting in that dread? And not only that, the the just ambient vision of these poor fucking like orphan kids, it looks like. Like, where are these fucking kids' parents? I don't know. You know, maybe they're around town. It feels like they fucking sleep there all night. They got, like, the 20-room, like, oh, we have matching jammies. Well, it's a boarding school. So, like, all these kids get their – all these kids get sent there. Oh, so their parents really don't want them at all. Their parents really are, like, abandoning them, too. Or is that the way you got, like, your education back then? These Uh, don't seem like the best and the brightest. Well, it's (laughs) my understanding, like like (laughs) – Is my understanding it is not the best boarding school you can send your kid to. This is like where you send your kid when you are like middle class. Imagine just meeting the principal and you're like, wow, he's fucking clapping up that teacher. He's married to that teacher. Like this guy's got a good. If I met that principal, I'd be like, I honestly cannot wait for my kid to learn here. I look at your son, Hank, and you're like, get your notepad, boy. It's time to take notes. This young man, this man will teach you a thing or two about. However, he's locking this shit down. I don't get it. Unbelievable. The fact yeah. that you'd be like, this guy is a morally righteous guy. Ever <laughs> maybe, I don't know, back then, maybe like, oh, might hit my kids and fuck my wife was like a, a pro column thing for a daycare or boarding school. I don't know. I. But the moment in this film, right, where we find out that the body's not in the pool. Wonderful fucking moment. Yeah. Right. Like one of those moments where it's like this movie will go down in history. Like it will be it can be watched still today. It's just as thrilling as it used to be. Yeah, totally. But that moment, because then from then on, the rest of the movie, they do a lot of these wonderful. Everyone is watching everyone else's actions and what they're yeah. saying. And we're really start to lead to question. Where does this go? Then we go through this like kind of series of breadcrumb mystery. Right. The suit comes back. The body's gone. Um, what did you, what were you getting out of this cat and mouse journey, uh, through our, our, I mean, I guess if you think about it from like having never seen it, if you think about that, then like, then it becomes like sort of this gothic horror type thing. Okay. So that's what I thought too. It reminded me of like the last one I watched, like a real gothic horror was like Crimson Peaks. Yeah. That's exactly what I thought. And I was like, this is the vibes I'm getting. And I loved Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, like it has this real like yeah, it is this very yeah, There's no ghost in the hotel fuck shack. There's just like a janitor. <laughs> but like same yeah. vibes, right? Same vibes. Yeah. I yeah. mean, 
still a little creepy. It's that, like, you know, it's like groundskeeper Willie. You're like, would you ever want to see that guy naked? No, you do not. All right, cool. Moving on. Um, but yeah, like to me, that's like, it becomes this, it becomes this unintended, like, cause it's not how the movie starts, but it does become this like unintentional ghost story essentially. But, and again, you don't know. I think this is always the thing about this movie is you don't know where it's going to go. Like mm-hmm. there is a ghost story element, but there's nothing to like lay out that is, you know, paint by numbers, so to speak. Like it's right. very and, original in that way. Cause it feels like it should be a ghost story. And by the time it ends, you're like, all right, Hawkins razor. That is the most obvious yeah. way this happened. Right. Right. No one came in and just stole that fucking body up from underneath you, except for one of the two of you. Right. Right. And, is the lady fainting the vapors, right? Like, oh, the vapors. And then she's like, ha ha, got you, bitch. Right. Or is it the, you know, side piece who's like literally home wrecking right in front of these <laughs> groups of kids. And also just pretty like, okay with smacking kids about as we find yeah. out later. There are yeah. red flags when it ends. Yeah. But it's a, like, it's a I will say vibe. this for the, the most obvious combination of answers. It really does get a lot of run. I've seen this movie before. And was genuinely interested in following the case. I was yeah. like, I don't remember exactly how this ends. I know they're up to no good. Yeah, I literally had rewritten an entirely different ending of this movie in my brain. <laughs> I think when I, I think when I turned it on, I had remembered how it ended, but I think, well, we'll get to that. But either way, like I, I had thought someone had survived, and it was more of a ha ha. Yeah. Like all of that had gone down the same way, but there was still a survival. Either way. Um, yeah. Like this, like torment that they're going through the whole time. And like, it becomes this thing where like, she ends up being having, having like she ends. So she, I, I don't know if this, maybe I just forgot that this gets addressed in the beginning of the movie. She has like a heart condition, mm-hmm. by the way, her heart must be like total shit. So like half she's the, very like, weak ha- and very sick. Also, right. she's married to an absolute. She's also like, married the to the daily piece of stress shit. And, anxiety and she's a teacher. My goodness. Yeah. I mean, this is just like literally a fucking bingo card of like not great for my cardiac yeah. outlook. Right. You're just like <laughs> you're you're just sitting there like God, dude. Teachers do so much work. If she was the bulk of me or you, she would have died at like 22 years old. She would have never made it. Right, yeah. her petite she frame a, is the only thing that kept that heart going. If she was a beefy Venezuelan gal. Yeah, she probably would have. <laughs> she would have croaked for sure. Yeah, if she was uh, a beefy mustache Syrian, she would have just been poof, gone. <laughs> but she <laughs> would have exploded right there. Yeah, just literally dust. Poof. But yeah, like this ends up with her like bedridden. And again, when you think about it in context, it is so fucking cruel, dude. Like it is not okay. How about the part where uh, the blonde side piece just sends her to randomly look at a corpse that's not her husband? It's so fucked up, man. Just some other guy got fucking murdered and dumped in the river, and she's like, yeah, you should go check that out. Like, that'll be cool. <laughs> right. He's fucking scum. But this also is like, this also leads us to the the PI, the private the private detective, the former cop private detective. You're like, yeah. okay, so fucking gumshoes on the case now. Well, I didn't realize he essentially is doing a Dennis Miller in Bordello of Blood, 
where he oh, just hangs out near the fucking dead bodies and he's like, someone will need my help. Right? Yeah. Dennis Miller in that movie just hangs out at the fucking desk. And when the cops yeah. are like, we can't do nothing. He's like, hey, I'm here. To this wise cop is like, things. yeah, this cop is basically an ambulance chaser guy. Yeah. Like that's straight With up what real it is. Peter Falk energy. Yeah, he's got the whole thing going. Yeah, he's got a real nice Columbo vibe. You really appreciate it. You do just want him to like squint his eye once, even though it's yeah. 1955 and no one's seen Peter Falk yet. You just want to see it one time. I kind of um, wanted to answer to uh, Peter, why the fuck are you in my room <laughs> lighting cigars with my altar candle while I'm sleeping? Like, what wow. is wrong with you? Wow. Wow. <laughs> Peter. <laughs> I can't even repeat it, but respect. Peter, what the fuck are you doing in my room? <laughs> Wordplay. It's there now. Boom, 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 boom. But like the corpse in this movie, our wordplay is agile and ever moving. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, like the things they put this woman through, like the cop is this cop is this unexpected blessing, obviously. But the things they put this woman through just to be able to fuck without the supervision of a wife is absurd. OK, this is the part I don't understand. I don't get it because her Catholic guilt laid the mattress where she's like i'll do all the school shit administrative shit you can be the principal so you can hit more children which seems to be high on your list yeah he's you can hire more teachers that you can fuck which seems high on your list and i'll just kind of sit here and watch it all happen right and he's like you know what not good enough i need her in the fucking grave i need yeah. to watch her be destroyed how about this they take a fucking fake ghost picture and then oh the blonde lady's like running it up to the room. Look, look, ghost. Right? See, How about the like, fact that they make that poor little slingshot bitch stand in the corner for six hours? The so American this guy's supposed to be dead, hiding in a fuck shack, getting his dry cleaning done. He comes back to the school to drop a fucking punishment on a slingshot kid. He almost blows the entire ruse because he can't not be a dick to a child. Yeah, yeah. He See, couldn't like, let one errant slingshot fucking fly. Yeah, this he movie's basic. It. If this movie had any other title, it'd be like The Last Temptation of Michelle. Because <laughs> there's just too many awesome things for him to just totally ruin someone else's day with. <laughs> Michelle just sees someone living their life and he's like, I'm gonna make that guy do I'm leak my fucking balls. Make that guy pay. Yeah. Damn it, you took my life. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That was like my <laughs> while watching this today, I was just like in the American remake, you know for a fact, someone would be like, you can diabolique my balls. I'm sure we are the first extremely mature guys who have made that. How many times? I, actually, that was my other question to you is how many times do you think someone's watched this movie for a podcast and probably made that joke? If there is a guy who thinks he's like a critic and runs a blog and watched this movie and was underwhelmed. Yeah. A thousand percent that's I'm in thinking- print. I'm actually watching. Uh, this I'm movie obliques my ball. <laughs> I'm listening to this podcast right now about uh, the rise and fall of Ain't It Cool and Harry Knowles, and I'm like, <laughs> Harry Knowles would have written that for sure. That would have definitely been. That would have been a Harry Knowles review. <laughs> this like Speaking about of like, guys that obliques all the balls, right? Like, because like there. So there. It's funny because I texted you earlier to fuck with you, and I was like, Hey, we're watching the Sharon Stone Diabolique, right? And uh, for a half a second, I was actually disappointed in you. Yeah. Because <laughs> like for half a second, I'm like, what? <laughs> I, because it, because here's, I, so I, I, because I usually, because if you Google it, I'll tell you where it's streaming and everything like that. Yeah. So I, I was the first thing that came up and I was like, 
Yeah, I'm gonna fuck with them anyway. So I text, I texted him like it's not the Sharon Stone one. But it's like, uh, yeah, would you rather watch Spurloose or The Vanishing with Jeff Bridges? No, right. neither here nor there. We gotta talk about this last scene though. Sure. I mean, it it's the most depressing scene in the entire movie. But we yeah, get a please. little uh, The Shining, right? Oh, all typing makes Jack a bad boy, right? We yeah, get yeah. some some breathing, some weird hands, right? It's a little we like some, preemptive some, gi- giallo vibe. Yeah, we get some like running around in a ghost story. Yeah, here's here's my sticking point though, because the the guy waking up in the bathtub and scaring her literally to death, yeah, is a fucking awesome all timer so cool. film moment. Fucking totally. love that beat. Besides his comically huge. Uh, contact lenses right they remind us of those things when i was a kid they were half circle and they're rubber you yeah. press the middle down and then it'd go pop yep. and it flip that's how big it was that he put in his eye here's the other but, one right he runs over the girl's like oh you're wet get dry mm. they're making actual kissy face oh she put us through so much blah 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 we think they got away with it right you're yeah. you're like pausing the movie you're like there's two and a half minutes left like they did it they done did it right out of nowhere it's the greatest it's the progenitor peter falk moment it's peter unfalking believable is what it is oh my god you are on fire tonight he sneaks out of the shadows so this motherfucker's been creeping around presumably just chewing on his non-lit cigar right watches the whole fucking uh haunted house vibe guy straight up murder his wife to death watches this lady die right watches this ghastly figure rise out of the tub knowing that he's alive the whole time because of the him pull these chiclets out of his eyeballs this guy refuses to save this poor little venezuelan lady just so he can go get you criminal right (laughs) don't there is this like don't you feel like he was he's waiting in the wings the thing. he he was retired from the force maybe right. forcibly if this is his method this is sloppy policing did he let that fucking woman die simply so the charges would stick i think he, he's not I, on the force this is a retired guy that wants to do this instead of jigsaw puzzles i think I mean, to be honest with you, I think he was just waiting for the perfect. He was. Here's what happened. He saw. I. I don't think he knew he, she was going to get killed. He you like walked don't think in. he knew. Hang on. He didn't hear the click clacking. I'm not saying he's not selfish. I'm getting to it though. Here's my thing. <laughs> I think he saw it happen. He's oh shit, motherfucker. And then like pretty much quickly deduced like oh shit that guy's in on it like he like oh man him in the side piece for sure he's already in the shadows and yeah. he's like all right what i'm gonna do he michael is, myers fourth from the shadows i'm gonna what i'm gonna do is wait for my entrance line that's what i'm gonna do like because basically like because he has one of the all-time greatest like this is like the real unfalking believable moment is him walking in with just the smoothest fucking like smoothest dig which so they're like talk, like they kiss they're talking like oh yeah we're so happy yeah we got away with it he's like yeah finally can sell this fucking school probably get a lot for it and then he walks in like fucking smooth don juan delanooch and goes yeah yeah probably 15 to 20 years motherfucker like you're like dude okay you imagine the questions though because here's the thing does Michelle just only fucking slap people he has sex with or is the principal of? Like, 
Did they not just try to bum rush and beat the shit out of this old fucking half-ass Winston Churchill looking guy? Do you guy? think? Yeah, I mean, like, Do I you assume think this guy beat the shit out of Michelle. Oh no, I assume Michelle is scared of. Uh, I, I assume Michelle is scared of beating anybody other than children and women. That's what I'm saying. But it's all out there now. Like, you're done. You're going to jail. You fucked up. You think he didn't take a fucking pop? I think what's more surprising is the Brigitte Nielsen woman. Like, she towers over all of them. You I didn't thought think she'd... the two of them would run up and just start throwing haymakers at this old-ass cigar bullseye of a face? I mean, I'll be honest. I was a little too... Did he uh... whip that ass? Did he have an entire police force on standby? And they all watched this fucking Venezuelan woman die? Because here's the thing. At the end of the movie, they tell us that little slingshot boy got his slingshot back from the ghost... Of the Venezuelan wife. Do right. you think she's coming back to haunt the fucking horrible local police force? Do you think she's haunting the school? I think she is specifically haunting the army of cops that ran in five <laughs> seconds after that cut to arrest Michelle and his lover. I and think they just she's... watched her die. I think she's going to follow Michelle and Brigitte Nielsen to jail. And then haunts Michelle in jail for like the remainder of his days. <laughs> no. It's the, but it's the only way that it feels justified because otherwise, like it's just so fucking mean. She man. needs to start a ring tape. Like I don't know what it is in this time of French, right? Like every time someone like every time smells a baguette, it's like go time. Every time someone unspools like this sixteen millimeter film, then yeah. That makes that, that that's the ring in French. <laughs> Anytime someone watches a Fellini, she's like, "Hey, bitch, I'm here." <laughs> every time, every every time, a, every time a film student pops in "Breathless" by Godard, that's how you do. That's right. I do. Is Fellini Italian? I don't know. Fellini is Italian. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. What are those fucking European think they're better than us countries? <laughs> <laughs> With you fucking sitting around thinking movies, not fucking doing shit. At least this one's got some hauntings in it, yeah. It's just so funny. Every time mean. someone watches eight and a half, she's like, I'm the half! Ah! And just it's just fucking savage. I just, like, it's so fucking mean, dude. Like, honestly. I'm just saying, that ending is fucking bananas. Everybody is so fucking mean to this woman. It makes me so upset. And she just is a ghost, which isn't a good racket, even no. if you have plenty of haunting targets. It's not fair. It's not like, fair. It's just not fair. Like, honestly, it, it, it's like. Imagine it's, all the depressed parents that have so to nihilist. take their children back. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. All these parents, like, even threaten. <laughs> At the beginning of the movie, Michelle goes, you, you want your vacation taken away? You're like, oh, God, no. You want to get the fuck out of that place. Two parents like, are just at home fucking, they get done whittling the wheat fields or whatever. And they're just like, no, son, for three more days. They're just making more kids. They're just loving life. <laughs> just loving life. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the fact that that detective just let that lady fucking die is unfucking believable. And she's a ghost. She might be trapped at that. Hey, hey, hey. My you hope get is a that good she line gets to haunt it, fucking French police. I mean, that would be advisable. I'm also ashamed of myself that when I was inventing the French version of the ring, instead of a VHS tape, I came up with baguette. Yeah, you're better That's than weak. that. I was doing good, and then I fell off. That, yeah. Although I that would you. be fucking hilarious. Because that's the thing. What I know about French culture is they like bread that's comically hard. No one likes hard bread. That's stupid, right? 
It's like yeah. one of those things, like people that still use chopsticks. It's like you're not cool. You're stupid. The fork and spoon are better, right? Like no one likes that you use chopsticks, Roger. Like, Got it. Fuck Thanks, off. Jerry Seinfeld. Keep going. No, I'm just saying it's better, right? But there's a lot of shit, right? Like even sushi, it's like cook your food. We're not fucking cave people. I don't even know where I'm going with this. Yeah, I'm just mad. Now, I'm fucking now you're mad. just being. Now you're just being. Now I'm just uh, lashing out. Now you're just being isolationist. Um, yeah, I mean, baguettes are too hard. That's what I'm saying. No what one you're lashing out about though is like how fuck. Like I really did forget how fucking mean this movie is to that woman, and it made me very upset today. Like That's right. it is so weird because again. It, it, you're literally just watching another woman torture torture this like you're in cahoots with this woman's husband and be like all right let's scare this bitch to death so we don't have yeah. to deal with it anymore like it's yeah. so fucking mean man it's it, it's a brutal film it just makes me so sad like I, I, just <laughs> literally leaving the end being like and she's stuck in here as a ghost and like, she's Fuck! a ghost like Fuck! so not okay <laughs> It's so fucking cruel, man. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> this is. <laughs> it's true, though. Like, you're just like, wait a second. So there is no re- there's no sweet relief for this poor woman. She's now haunting this school for the rest yeah. of her days while the other guys get to probably go to jail for like maybe three to five years after an appeal. This is wild. But like, you know, like other foreign countries, they have different jail systems. And I'm not smart enough to understand. I think it's crazy. We put people in jail for as long as we do. Right. But there's that guy, I think it was Sweden or Norway, right? He went on that island and just shot like 63 campers, right? Remember yeah. that news story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy's getting out of prison this year. Because like the longest they could hold him was 10 years or some shit like that. I just read that. I so there's a world it. where Michel just comes out and he's like prison jacked. And he's like, I gotta go find some fucking yeah. kids to smack. And like <laughs> he just gets to go about being a Everyone a gets to have their life after they pay their debt to society except for Christina. Do you it's think that she's angry. the one that has to have that sad of an ending? Because no. she was drawn into it. She knew better. Man, no. That is not She fair. got the statue. She gave him the drink. I'm not saying it's fair. I'm saying do you think that's the the morality tale of the time? I think if we're giving comeuppance to a woman who literally just got pushed all the way to the edge. I I think she should have fucking taken a, you know, Al Pacino style flamethrower to everyone in this movie and everything. I'm sure. saying, do you think this is just one of those things that hasn't aged with us, right? Where this is the tale of the time is that she should have taken the high road. Right? Yeah. You think I that's mean, just an of its era thing? I think so. I mean, like, I right. feel like any rational person watching this in 2022 would be like, man, those people fucking deserved that. That guy deserved it. Like, this woman doesn't deserve any of the kind of like For she literally sure, if just- you made this now. Right. The first note you'd get from an executive is she should sit back up. And she was in cahoots with the detective. Yeah, that's absolutely like, got you. That's the 2022 yeah. version for sure. It's way more satisfying. <laughs> it is. This this one literally is like, yeah. it's... You know what, though? I'm a firm believer, though. I don't think every movie needs a happy ending, though. I don't think so, either. I just really wanted to... I wanted this woman to just not have to deal with being a ghost. Not okay. That's hard, man. That is hard. It's, that's, a, that's a hard pill to swallow. Well, maybe that 
she'll be a ghost to these kids because they're like, yeah, I remember he was like fucking clapping it with all these teachers and she was really nice, but now she's dead. Uh, I don't know, man. It's it's just it's such a a well laid out movie. Yes. It's really thrilling ride. And again, I would normally say that it's a critique for me that if the I've only seen it once, right? It was 20 years ago, probably yeah. that I had completely forgotten the mystery at the core of the film. I would normally say that was a bad thing about the film. I actually was so happy watching this movie again and just getting to go on the ride. You very rarely get to do them. It was almost like getting to watch it for a second time again. Yeah. Or a second time, first time. You know what I mean? And I just, I I thought it was just a thrilling movie. I had a great time with it. Um, I would have liked to see some more fucking fire and brimstone for some of them. But hey, man, the bad people don't always get what they get. That's just the sad nature of it, right? Sorry to the French culture for attacking baguettes and eight and a half. Uh, eight and a half is an Italian movie. Is it? Yes. It's Federico Fellini. Oh, because I thought he was French. That's my bad. He is Italian. That's my bad. Yeah. Uh, you know, they got no Spielberg. That's all I'm going to say. America. Just, just end the show. Don't America. Do America. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> for Lestio, please. <laughs> I will... By next episode, for uh, all the listeners, learn the difference between Italy and France. Uh, <laughs> the pod done did it month. Uh, steam's on ahead. Our final movie, Gone Girl. An exciting movie we're very happy to talk about. Love that movie. Uh, love this month. Great curation. Make sure you go to patreon.com slash Pod. Support the show. Uh, if you can, it means the world to us. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube Film Alchemist. Email the show, filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. Leave those rating and reviews wherever you find the show. It takes just a second, and I promise you it does help us. We're on all the social media you're on. If you want to come yell at me about my lack of geographical presence here at 2.30 in the morning, that's fine, man. Come at me. It's all good. I'll fucking have baguette double sabers just beating your ass with fucking hard bread that no one actually likes to eat. What yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> it's late, dude. I'm disintegrating. I was going to say, you are just you're fading fast. mentally at the bottom of a murky pool. <laughs> My brain looks like that disgusting pool where they're like, you, it's fine. Your parents don't want you. Go swim in this fungus you are, water. You are mentally pulling those chiclet contact lenses out of your eyeballs right now. That's it. We're out of here. Bye. <laughs> I'm Josh Griffey. I'm Alex Tandino.